Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and blessings, and welcome to another installment of the Gist of Freedom Estate. This show is produced by acclaimed historian, educator, and author Leslie Gist, and serves as our weekly live online discussion to celebrate the African American experience by honoring all the people, past and present, black and white, who, with faith and focus, are preserving our rich history through literature, the arts, the skilled trades, and the humanities. We thank you for joining us tonight, and we'd love you to be a part of tonight's discussion by calling in with your comments or questions to 347-324-5552. This is PJ, um, CEO of Brown Eyes Publishing Group and um, Brown Eyes Company. Um, been publishing since 2007. Um, publications are Brown Eyes Magazine, Behind the Scenes Magazine, and For Haiti Magazine. We put together this movie and discussion night um, for the movie premiere, Lincoln, a movie describing the account of Abraham Lincoln and um, his role, the freeing of, of slaves in this country. I thought it was very important historically for us to to explore this movie in its larger context. Hello, Daniel, did you come in? Are you uh, in, Daniel? Yes, can you hear me? Yeah, can you yes, hear me? Yes, yes, yes. So I was just um, basically introducing myself um, on the show. Um, again, my name is TJ, and I'm a publisher, CEO of Brown Eyes Publishing Group. Um, thank you, Daniel, for, for being on and for interviewing me um, for this segment of the show. We went to see Lincoln tonight, which was um, a historical account of exactly what happened when um, the Emancipation Proclamation was signed and then later on the 13th Amendment was was um, made to the Constitution. I haven't seen the film. It just so happened that I had some personal obligations to attend to. I mean, I'm a history buff myself. What I'm more concerned with than anything else, because I know with Hollywood, you know, they're trying to tell stories. They never really focus on the whole story, but a, a fraction of the story. I, I want to I, I to know how historically... Um, balance it was. I mean, what would you say? Would you say it was a balance as a film? Well, I know that um, there's always going to be some dramatics when you're talking about cinema. I think that um, they did their best uh, in terms of really capsulizing the, the sentiment, the, the emotion, um, what people were going through and what their point of view were at, at that time in this country. It was very much a strong patriarchal country where the white man's rule of law was just the word and nothing else could, could come into that. And even though people had different opinions, their, the main sentiment of the country at the time was for white men to, to keep power. So you saw a lot of um, their insecurities coming out. Uh, and I appreciated that point um, that the movie made because it does go into the emotions that people are even feeling up into today. And I think anybody that would see that that feels that way could watch that movie and say, wow, you know, these people were really, you know, ignorant and out of touch and, and maybe see something in themselves that they might want to change. So I appreciated the movie. But in the larger context of what happened, they did no, they didn't, they didn't do a good job um, in terms of portraying other people, that were part of the struggle, um, portraying 
especially Frederick Douglass's role. And a, a lot of people have made that criticism about the film and actually prevented a lot of people from seeing the film and really appreciating um, the other things that it has to offer, like I mentioned um, previously. So it was, it's, it's, a, it's a, one of those bittersweet kind of things. It was great to see them really um, analyze and critique that area, that um, era in history and bring it into the present. But what it lost really brought the movie down. I, I really think they could have done a better job. But it is Steven Spielberg, so it, it's going to have a certain kind of whitewash flair about it. They don't want to uh, over-intellectualize or um, mm -hmm. over, right. um, uh, over-dramatize stories, simple where... Um, um, mm -hmm. The other person I would like to have seen is uh, Vice President Andrew Johnson, who, mm -hmm. of, of his life, um, was uh, against the um, abolition, the abolitionist of slaves. But um, I think your assessment is right. Um, one thing I saw in the film is that it really focused on Lincoln and really um, made him the hero of that era. And they portrayed him from before, even before this movie, they always portray him as a pensive thinker. You know, he was um, true to his values. And that's what they really wanted to show, I believe, in the film. And, and they accomplished that goal. You know, he was, he was very solid, unmovable. He moved from the very beginning of the movie. It, it showed that he had a, a goal and he had a plan, and he wanted to execute it. And he did so really when a, by any means necessary kind of format. I don't want to spoil the film, the film for you and for other people that haven't seen it. It's only been out one night. But he was really relentless. Um, one, of, one of the quotes that I remembered from it, um, he said that, that he was working with all three of his ears open. I thought they would have said eyes, but I guess, it, you know, it's more of a cultural thing. But, he, you know, he made mentioned and, and, and hinted towards, you know, kind of like a sixth sense, you know, that, that sense in yourself that will always tell you when something is right. And he was destined, um, if you want to look at it in, in a larger context and, and bring it into spirituality and bring it into destiny and how um, things are, are supposed to unfold, um, there are a lot of players that, you know, are against what the universe wants, against what um, the almighty creator wants. And they, they go off and they're able to, by whatever means they have, um, to accomplish their goals. But there's always those people that are destined to do certain things. And, and he was one of them. And he knew it. And he did it, like I said, by any means necessary. He has to go against a lot of people in this party. He has to go a lot of, against people in his cabinet, his close um, cameras, and even people in his family. Because in the, in the film, I don't know how historically accurate it was. But I, I I would assume that it was that his even his wife was um, trying to discourage him from moving forward and probably too um, well actually what they were saying to him that the exact language was you know to protect his reputation he yeah it was in his second term and um, he was almost completed with his second term and so it, it really wasn't a need for him to to do that in terms of okay he wanted to get votes he wanted to gain more political power. He was in the right place. He had done well, and people respected him, and people loved him. 
So he really didn't have um, any other reason to do it but just to sit by his principles and understand and know the right things to do. And um, he went up against a lot of people and actually paid with his life um, And in the end, ultimately, because there's no denying that he was assassinated um, for that reason. And um, there's been a lot of people that put their life on the line, um, paid with their life and paid with other things. Yes, they, they did a lot of things wrong. Um, obviously, um, like we, we were stating before, a lot of people did not want to see the film because of um, the lack of black characters involved, the lack of black, um, you know, just, just even giving them credit <laughs> for the, the work that they did. Um, so, I, you know, there's, there was a lot of shortcomings, but in terms of what they were, what they set out to do, the intentions that they had with the film, um, they they definitely succeeded in that, and, and and it was really to show Lincoln's role in this, and they they really um, idealized him through the film, um, you know, which they have done before throughout history. This is not anything new. Um, this is just a, another version of it. Well, I mean, that's, uh, that sounds very good, and Lincoln was certainly uh, a great man. I mean. Would I even have to say that? Um, I mean, um, he, he's worth much of the praise he's been given, you know, historically, and even and even with his um, his role in um, in American uh, lore, American um, mm-hmm. um, right. culture as a whole, even pop culture. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm worth, glad that you bring in lore. That I, I don't mean to cut you off, but I want to keep on. I want to hit on that point. Um, in the discussion of um, on the event page that we put up on Facebook, someone pointed out that they also released another movie this year on Lincoln, but it portrayed him as like this weird vampire slayer. He's like going around slaying dummies. Yeah, I heard, I heard about you know it. what I mean? It's so weird that they would put the, you know two movies out on Lincoln in the same year, and one of them be that he was slaying dummies. I think it was very interesting. Um, in terms of lore and folklore that they wanna they wanna present in this country, and Lincoln is just one of those those figures that they cannot get enough of, and it does speak um, to this country and um, what this country is about, and it, it is about freedom, you know, um, it's one of the biggest quotes in terms of liberty to to come out of this country is give me liberty or give me death, and people were so serious about that in this country because they had their own challenges to face even, you know, before facing um, the internal challenges. And and Lincoln being one of those those figures, they're always going to idealize him. They're always going to find newer ways to reinvent him so that we don't forget what this country has to go through for it to be what it is today. And there are um, people in every generation that want to see better for not only themselves but for for everyone. And I, but it's just this whole vampire thing. Like I don't really understand why they would want to. Like I don't know who saw that, but you know who the thinking behind making thinking of vampire. You know, it, it just seems to me that they were trying to see something um, in terms of his his power and and, and what could happen. If people empower themselves. That's how I took it. I don't know how anybody else. Maybe um, we can see that movie and um, have a discussion about it after as well. Um, but also, I want to point out that this this particular movie 
Um, we did see it at the Regal Theater, Regal Cinema Theater um, in Union Square, and the demographics um, was primarily, I want to say 90% of the people were white, and they were between the ages of like 21 and, and 30. Those are, those are the people, and it was sold out. By the way, they had two showing at the seven o'clock, the one that we wanted to see, and um, it was it was it was sold out by five o'clock. And when I was leaving, it was two and a half hours long. When I was leaving, um, the next one that was about to show was for ten thirty, and it was a line of people, same demographic, lined up to see this movie. And one other thing I want to point out at the end. They did, and sorry to spoil the movie for anybody that didn't see it, um, they did show the assassination at the end, and um, after they showed that he passed on, there was, there was like a final speech on liberty, on, you know, the rights of man and how people should be treated, and people clapped at the end. And it's the first time I've heard any type of clapping in a in a theater, <laughs> you know, so that was it was very surprising um, to me, and um, I'm actually kind of wanting to see with the vampire depiction as well. Uh, it's also, me personally, I like to extract the man from the legend, and um, um, what I'm saying in my research and you know, my exposure to history is that um, Lincoln, like Jefferson, like Washington, like uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, all all of these four men um, mm-hmm. are brought uh, on Mount uh, Rushmore. He was a man of his time, and mm-hmm. I said that not not to uh, well, I said that to be very much ambiguous because the time which Lincoln lived varied from that um, of which um, Jefferson lived. Charles Jefferson was a man of his time in the sense that um, as an educated, um, wealthy, white male, such as Mr. Johnson, Andrew Johnson, who, although he's not liking uh, black people, ultimately um, graduated, I guess he, for lack of a better term, um, that uh, black be liberated, black be emancipated. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, as, a man, uh, as a black man, I, I must say I'm grateful that he acted in a way that favored, uh, you know, the emancipation of and into blacks. But nonetheless, right. say it was uh, so much based on his own admiration for us as a people per se. No. They never portrayed uh, that in the movie. That was never discussed. Okay. Which is weird. Yeah, they that never came out of his mouth. What really came out was that he was he was just focused on a goal, and he knew it was the right thing to do. Um, he was conflicted because there was a lot of things happening. There was a civil war with people that wanted to secede from the union um, for economic reasons, and um, then and then it kind of seemed like the the um, slavery issue took a, a secondary. To, to that one, but what he wanted to make sure was that it, he had already put the Emancipation Proclamation in um, by the time when we came in, into the movie, like this is, you know, talking from the the viewpoint of what the, the movie was presenting, so he had um, a big crisis um, on, on 
on his hand. It was it was a very delicate situation to make sure that if, if the proclamation that he put in place was then um, enforced within the state and still get them to to be a part of the union. So he he had two things that he wanted to accomplish, and it was not easy. And, and that's what the film um, was was really showing that that particular crucial find find tight rope that he that he had to walk um to get both the other the other people's opinion uh, negative opinions about Negroes definitely like I said was um was displayed. But that never came that never came out. And so that scripting um we have to wonder why they they never um Lee Lincoln profess that. Um think that it would have been you know, it would have given a movie how historically relevant it is now, being that right after the this election, this recent election where Obama was reelected, um, there has been people in about 18 states now that have put a petition on the White House website um, to succeed from from the union. And um, I thought that this movie was put out in a, um, a in a strategic time. I would have seen, I would have liked to have seen it before the election. Um, but being that they put it out so close after the election, it kind of makes you wonder, and it's so ironic, it's really eerie that people are, are wanting to to um to see from the union again, you know, from a similar from a similar issue. Um they they don't wanna be behind an integrated, you know, fully holistic country. And you know, no matter no matter what year, what, what time, and whatever we're in in this country, it's always a struggle um, for, for our reservations. And um, please, God, there has been a lot of progress um, for our people in this country, but it, it, it really, really surface on, on the surface. So I, I'm curious to see how um, that's going to play out and what what is he going to do if he has to do anything, if he has to take any um, political action against that and um what would become of this country i think that if people had seen this this film prior to the election they would understand what people went through how much blood was shed how much um how much pain was endured to get the country to to this to this point that it is now well uh this whole thing uh, uh about succeeding uh the union and uh, I doubt if it's ever going to come to any light, um, especially given the, some of the uh, the states involved. We have uh, as far north as the Washington State and as uh, far south down as Florida. Uh, I mean, imagine having a having a huge strike between uh, California and New York geographically. <laughs> where America is America's going to look like, I don't know, it, it looks awkward. It looks awkward. Because, um, I mean, unless they start taking up arms. Like, I mean, come on, you know people in this country love their, their firearms, and it, it wouldn't be the first time people went on a, you know, a rampage because they were upset about, you know, one thing or the other. These people, you know, people in this country are dangerous. They're crazy true, because they're so yeah, idealistic. <laughs> You think, you think Middle East, you know, people are extreme. Like, people here yeah, are extreme. Okay, with, with the, the level of uh, armament that, that this country's government has, but, you know, <laughs> it ain't going to happen. 
No, it, it definitely won't. But it's just um, the it, it, it's gonna go down in history. You know, this is history being made every day, and the fact that you know so many states they have enough signatures on the petition. You know, by by stated by the Constitution, by stated by the White House website, in terms of when they when they will take um, legal and political action on any petition that is introduced onto the site, um, it is it, it it says something about the people in this country um, who they are. Um, I I rarely put myself in that in that bunch and in uh, seeing we. Um, who who Americans are, who they are, and what they stand for, what their values are. And on one hand, there's enough people to like Obama, you know, at an easy margin. And then there there also are enough people to, to that have enough hate um, and and racism in their hearts to to want to have their own country. And and I believe that they are serious about it because that's reported. Their name, their actual name, has to be on a petition. So there's, there's a there's a certain testament of people that weren't afraid to to let their voice be heard, um, in in that respect and how they really felt about Obama and they really saying how they feel about black people how they feel about um, all kind of of people you know non white people and um, I think it's sad I think that um, it is gonna go it is gonna change the American history again um, in terms of how uh, it's been progressing so far. It's like ten steps forward and then like eight back. <laughs> you know, and it's always going to be that limbo here because you, it's, you, and everybody's a free thinker. Anybody can you know think and feel the, the way that they want to. And unfortunately, hate gets um, passed down from generation to generation, and it hasn't really been a conscious effort to address those things. It's only now that you see a lot of black people on TV. It's only now you see a lot of black people in politics. It's only now that you're seeing black people in, in respected roles in, in culture and in society, not only here but around the world, which makes a difference. So our politics here affect um, people around the world and vice versa. Um, and so, you know, just, just bringing it full circle about um, what, what the movie entailed and what the movie um, represented in this time, um, at that time in history and them bringing out um, the movie and this time and what's happening I think is very relevant and I think that we have to be careful and um, and I think that the federal government should address it and, and publicly make a statement on it um, to let them know, hey, you, this, this is not something that will ever succeed <laughs> and, and and I actually think it's a, you know, it's a disrespect and we know how Obama gets down with with disrespect, <laughs> you don't really take it lightly, and I think that he, you know, he should address it. And just want to make one more, um, one more point. Um, we're we're in Think Coffee right now. Um, they're actually flicking the lights on and off on us. Um, so it is time for us to go. Um, but if everyone can go to um, Brown Eyes Publishing Group on Facebook or com, which is um, our website. You can find out more about our publications and the work that we do. Um, you can contact me, PJ. Um, the, my email address is pj at browneyesmag.com, and that's what it's me, pj at browneyesmag.com. Hello, this is Leslie Gist, the producer of The Gist of Freedom. I just wanted to include the next excerpt of a conversation we overheard while our show was being uh, recorded um, about the Lincoln 
film. And while we were um, recording our show, there was a group of young white women from NYU discussing the Young Republican Party. And I just want you to take a listen. Thank you. Here, here at Pink Coffee talking about the probability of this whole uh, election changing the uh, Republican Party in a way that will be very interesting for our generation to track and think about over the next 20 or so years. And so we've been talking about the ideas that there's a whole young generation of Republicans who, you know, who could actually someday appeal to you know, a, a group of young, uh, you know, 19-year-olds like we are sitting in a coffee shop talking about, you know, how humans have a need for equal rights and that we all have, you know, just basic human human needs like you know, yeah. right, equal rights to marriage and everything. And right, so, essentially like balancing out the kind of social issues that we talked about that kind of seems like, I, I guess, more like commonplace among liberals about like, yeah, gay marriage and just kind of like, things that are more common among our younger generation, which would make it mostly about the economic issues, like in terms of the Republican Party um, versus like the Democratic Party would be mostly economic. But I feel like we were also talking about how new social issues would arise within um, more level playing field because the playing field's never going to be any kind of level on any real <laughs> level. Well, and that's the thing is, is I, I feel like in the next 30 years, uh, Fox News will no longer, uh, will it, it'll either no longer exist or it'll have completely gone to a, a gone to a radical shift in any in any kind of uh, doctrine or philosophy that they show. So it's um, interesting. Because you know, uh, yeah, it's just interesting that you know one day these all of these Republicans and you know with all of us being raised and you know being coming of age in the Bush years, yeah. whenever you know you've you've got this whole idea of let's yeah. you know let's you know enforce the doctrine of well if you're poor and like having you know if you feel disenfranchised it's your fault you need to work harder right. And that that's no that that will no longer be a thing, right? And I feel like that's a long way down the road, like because we are, I don't know, like I mean, all of these is, is really ideal. I mean, thinking about the long term kind of future, but then there's the we were just talking about like the 2016 election, which I don't know if all of these things are going to be happening by then, but like yeah, we do have this kind of new rise of like a kind of younger Republican Party that might be a little bit different. But by the 2016 election, what were our what were our predictions about that? Um, we're talking about Hillary, how it's probably going to come down to Hillary Clinton and Chris Christie. Or and then maybe about, Jeb Bush. Right, yeah, Jeb yeah. Bush, how it's a possibility, how, like, the GOP but, might come down to Jeb Bush versus Chris Christie, and now that Chris Christie's come out after Sandy, and he was supporting Obama, and he seemed a little bit more moderate, how that will either win him the election or lose him the primary when or, people or, might be Something something that's interesting that you know is, would be interesting to propose is the idea that um that Chris Christie because he kind of came out in this very like bipartisan way that he was he might be able to kind of like collate all the support of this like younger generation of Republicans who are not kind of stuck in this Tea Party mentality and might be able to revolutionize the party and lead a whole that's new true. movement with the party and make true. it. That is and, it's a possibility, but I don't know if it would amount to enough people 
compared to yeah. just, like, still traditional people. I mean, like, it's it's only four years down the road. It's not like everyone who yeah. has this, like, old traditional value of Republican. Yeah. Republicanism is going to be gone. So I feel like, I don't know if it will. I mean, I definitely think it's going to get them rubbed up, and it's going to get this kind of, like, new voter out there who's, like, a young Republican who has yeah. a, maybe a little bit more mo- moderate social ideals. But I don't know if that will be enough to get him to even, like, the main election. Like, I, I don't know how the statistically it'll work out. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah, well, and that's the thing is it's very idealistic uh, at this point to be saying, like, by 2016 we can make all these yeah. changes. Because I'm just, you know, even going in the past four years going from this election, I feel like I feel like with the election night, Obama actually did deliver on the, 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 this, these campaign points from four years ago of hope and change because it, if you look at how things turned out, it is. It has changed because, you know, my I grew up in Texas and I was talking to my mother on election day and she said that there's been, you know, and I come from a small town where it's very much like there's still like a lot of um, like racial like things going on and it's still a very backwards place. And she said for the first time she like went there and she wasn't the youngest person because it's usually a very like geriatric demographic. And so then she was there and there were people who were, you know, 18 year olds voting for the first time and, you know, and people, you know, of every ethnicity and color and like people yeah. who were immigrants and well, you know you know and she said that there was this whole like older generation who's all who were the normal I definitely want to what you said was interesting yeah. about how it, in like the next course of the next three elections that yeah. Texas might become a Democrat. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Okay. Well because that's the thing is if you look if you look at Texas demographics they're going through a radical shift right now because um I I on election night I looked at uh that only fifty Seven percent of the state went Romney, which is actually low for Texas going Republican after obviously after the Bush years. Bush was the you know governor of Texas, so Texas was very pro Bush. But um, the thing is, is I, it dropped significantly. I was like, what's going on here? And so I looked up the demographic shift, and you know, and so now it's it's really exciting to think about how the Latino community in Texas is now the majority. They they comprise fifty really percent cool. or more of the population. Yeah, and so and they tend to vote Democrat because obviously they're not going to vote for a party that's saying, oh yeah, just leave, you know, just like just get leave out, leave the right. country, yeah, like no, that's intolerant and, and unacceptable and stuff. And so now it's interesting to think, you know, that as if we if we you know let like every voice be heard and empower right. all these voters who had been like told for so long, right. like you shouldn't vote your Latino and all this, you know, they're you know, and they, you know. So now, well, so now they're getting empowered and going out and voting, and it's such a see, wonderful thing this to see. So, so exciting, and, and I totally agree with yeah. you. Like that, the demographics are changing, things are changing, but I like it almost makes me feel a little bit skeptical that I'm getting so hopeful that things are changing. I mean, even even the fact that all these wonderful empowered women won um, places in the Senate and, and things like that, like in this past election, it's just like I love that things are changing and they seem like they're changing for the better, but I'm really worried. It also makes me really scared that things are going to backtrack at any point. You know what I mean? And I don't know if that makes a lot of sense, but, like, we can have all this hope yeah. and have all these, make all these predictions about changing demographics and stuff, but then there are all these kind of underhanded things that happen in politics that keep this seeming progress and, and kind of put it to a halt. And, we, and, like, there are so many people with money, like, with a lot of money, who want to keep that money and who want progress to not, Continue because they want to keep that money, and then disguise that with like traditional values, and we want to maintain traditional values and things like that. 
if I can jump in here, it would, well, the thing that's wonderful about, you know, how this country is set up is, yeah, they have a lot of money and they want to keep that money. But the thing is, is at the end of the day, their vote counts just as much as anyone else's. And that we have, like, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing is, you look at, you look at, I can't remember his name, but he donated, like, $30 million. Yeah, and didn't, you know, didn't get anything. That's true. You know. Actually, I really like, I really yeah. like that point because it, you're uh, talking about ever since the um, Supreme Court passed, the uh, <laughs> sorry, ever since the Supreme Court, um, well, goodness, what is its name? The thing about super PACs, the corporation is first. Oh, yeah, 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 I know what you're talking about. Yeah, no, I know, but it really bothers me that I, I can't remember the name because my dad's like writing a book on it. <laughs> um, oh, goodness, okay, whatever, that's not the point. But so the Supreme Court said a corporation is a person, and now all these corporations can have super PACs, which means that they can spend as much money on a campaign as they wanted, and all of these. Super PACs, that these really, really like pro Romney super PACs for millions and millions and millions of dollars into this campaign, and it kind of, it kind of like proved democracy to be successful because it's like it's saying that yeah, maybe these corporations pour tons and tons of money yeah. for Mitt Romney, but what did it do? It didn't win up the election. So I mean, I'm sure it angered these corporations, but it kind of made. Like I, yeah, I don't know. Like, it made me proud of yeah, yeah. it. Well, it's, like, yeah, that's the thing. it's like even though even though it's 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 disproportional right now and how unfair it is about that they're able to spend so that they have that sheer amount of money to spend to like affect people's voices and everything. But at the same time, like we do have to have an you know, a system in this country where yes, they still do have a voice, and that's how it works right. now. Until and until we can I find mean, a different way of well, working it, because I personally don't like. Like for example, what I would do, right? Like if I could change it, I would take out the anonymity of super PACs. That's what. That's the big thing that gets oh, yeah. me going. Oh my is god, that there's it, so many screwed up things about the super PACs and what they're like allowed you, to if do. You, if you really research, you can figure out who yeah. donated what. Well, but you, you have to do a lot of work on it. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, there's so much, so many great things um, yeah. that that are revealed on that like kind of show about, but the total craziness yeah. with the things that they're allowed to do. But like, it also that also makes you wary of the fact that money is still still such a huge, huge thing, and it does play a huge role in politics. And maybe super PACs didn't win Romney the election, but that doesn't mean that money is not. Like, which is such a hurtful thing that they didn't win in the election. Oh, it's great. That, you know, he had his, he had his however many billionaires behind him and that he still oh, yeah. lost because and, and totally people who don't that. have tons of money got out there and, and voted. And so I think, I think to finish this all up, because I, I, it's looking yeah, like I think we're gonna it's coffee shop closing pretty soon, um, just to go back to your fear of how that you think uh, that things might global, I, I would say that right now we are are definitely in a time of great change yeah. and there's very significant change, and that the only thing that can stop it is for people to to come to that fear that it's going to go back and because what we have to do now and it seems it seems like simple to say but it's actually a hard thing to do is keep going you know yeah. keep well, moving forward like, into this, want... with this hope that things will permanently be changed for the better right well I, that's the whole thing like i definitely want to keep like moving forward and keep but i do think we're in a period of great change like just looking at all the the results from this past election not just with the presidency but with all the other things that happened it really puts you in a really good place um, but, like, it, it doesn't make me think, like, things are over. Like, I don't want to slow down. That's the whole thing. I want to, I want to keep going because it kind of stamps you, stamps you up a little bit about change mm-hmm. and about progress, but not in a way that you would want to be, like, saying, okay, well, I guess there's really not much else that we can do in a way that's saying, okay, awesome. Now, now what else can we do? 
So, yeah. yeah. So, I guess we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, this next exactly. Election. That's And that's the exciting thing. That's why, you know, we sit here having conversations like this. And, yeah. Um, and because yeah. it, it, it keeps us moving forward. And, yeah, and right. so that's. And you know what else? Like, I'm super excited about the next four Obama years because he is no longer in a place where he has to, like, fear about the next election getting reelected. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. So he can, he can do, I mean, there's still gridlock, obviously, in Congress, but, yeah. like, he can, he can do a lot more than he could yeah. have in his last four years. And yeah. I'm really excited to see what change he's going to bring to uh, to Washington. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Awesome.